Hello, Powerhouse fam. Welcome to another episode of Becoming Powerhouse. Today, I have a super fun interview with Michelle Pimpin. I had the honor of meeting Michelle at a EO event, hearing her speak, and I was immediately hooked. EO, Entrepreneurs Organization, I have talked about it a lot, and I've had a lot of guests on the show from that organization as well. So this is a complete sidebar, but if you're looking for more support, education, and incredible resources, I would definitely encourage you to check it out. Shoot me a message if you have questions. But back to Michelle in uh, how I found her and, and really just loved her energy. I was so drawn, drawn to it. And she is the proud founder of Women Who Wow, the online alliance of seriously driven women entrepreneurs. <laughs> Maybe this is why I love her. Uh, what started as a local invite-only mastermind is now the most exclusive place for women entrepreneurs to gather, boasting members in every state in eight countries. As a podcaster, a best-selling author, and media regular, Michelle's hard-hitting, no BS advice has been featured on outlets such as Money, Inc., Entrepreneur Magazine, Good Morning America Weekend, Inside Business Magazine, Forbes.com, and so much more. As a speaker, she shared the stage with far better speakers than herself. I don't know about that, Michelle. Um, but including Gary Vaynerchuk, Gabby Bernstein, Susie Orman, Melinda Emerson, and more. She lacks in polish, but she makes up for it in grit. Also love that. Also delivering common sense business strategies that help entrepreneurs succeed on their own terms. Called the undisputed authority on getting paying clients for your business, Michelle has a white hot passion for helping women entrepreneurs increase their income, impact and influence while walking out their purpose in real time. She's married to a public school teacher for over 24 years and is now a grandmother and empty nester enjoying life, love and business in her new season of life. So enjoy our conversation and tune in to all Michelle Pimpin has to share with you. Welcome to Becoming Powerhouse, where we discuss the tough lessons I've learned while taking my two companies from negative revenue to over seven figures. We'll talk about the raw and vulnerable truths about being boss, as well as tips and strategies you can implement immediately for better business results. I'm your host, Nicole Overcamp, the founder and CEO of Wilcox Financial Group and Powerhouse Coaching. You can see links and other resources in our notes. Don't forget to head over to Powerhouse money.com to grab your free power bundle for business and subscribe to our newsletter. Now let's dive in to today's episode. All right, my powerhouses. So I have Michelle here and Michelle, I'm so excited to have this conversation. I, I love your energy. Even your bio was fun energy. <laughs> and as I'm reading it, I'm interrupting myself like, yep, this is why we are aligned. This is why I like her. She's no bullshit. And so, uh, you know, and, and now you're, you're in a position where you are a business supporting other businesses and helping other women thrive. And so, you know, to get there, you, you probably had to go through a lot of 
stuff, right? Um, and so I would love to hear how you got here and into a place where you, like, no fear, you're just going out there, you're getting it, you're helping everybody else and speaking too with so much confidence. Um, you know, so, so where, like, if you could, like, give us, give us your story. Yeah, so I feel like sometimes um, I'm a little bit of a broken record with my story, but um, I recognize that most of your people, if not all of you, might not have heard it, yeah. but I really am kind of this accidental entrepreneur. Like, I, uh, my oldest is 24 years old, mm -hmm. and so I, um, back then, right, like, I began to think, I want to like be at home for everything. Like, I don't want to miss anything. And, but 24 years ago, I mean, I'm married to a public school teacher then and now, right. <laughs> I was working for the city in um, the child, child, um, child prevention, you know, child abuse protection services. Okay. So I was working there, not a super fun job. And although it was like a heart passionate job, but like sure. also not a lot of money. And so um, anyway, but like quitting my job would have meant we cut our income in half and live on one public school teacher's income, which was like in the 20,000s back then. <laughs> and I just, um, and we had $213 in savings at the time. That's what we had like tucked away, you know, for a rainy day. And um, so I just was like, I had this idea that I wanted to like make money from home. And that's what I set out to do. And honestly, like I had back then, like forget finding a business coach, not that I could have afforded one, but like there was like, there was nothing out there like it is today. In fact, like no social media. I Somewhere in those first four or five years, we got like Ning networks where you could like hang out with people who didn't live directly near you. You know what I'm saying? But other than that, I think it was like MySpace, but that's like, you know, not like it is today. MySpace, yeah. And, um, but anyway, so I, I, that first year, I honest to God, I made $63,000, like, which was amazing. I quit my job mm -hmm. on a wing and a prayer. I made it work. Um, but I literally build myself as an at-home secretary because um, the word virtual assistant hadn't been created, you know, and I <laughs> bought like CDs that played call center sounds because it was super suspicious to work from home mm -hmm. back then, you know, sure. and that's how I got my start, you know, and so now I lead an organization for women entrepreneurs. We've got members in every state and seven or eight countries. Like I've really grown really um in a way that humbles me and makes me excited to wake up every day. Mm -hmm. But I began just cobbling together an income from home, right? Like just doing like, I call it my anything for money tour. <laughs> I love that. And so in, in as, as a accidental entrepreneur, but I don't know how accidental that was sister, uh, you know, in, in being an at-home secretary now, where did that go? So did you, did you grow that business where you were hiring other yeah. secretaries or take another turn? No, um, I really like, I really hated the work, honestly. I'm a really okay. horrible secretary, right? Even for myself. <laughs> and so I really didn't love the work. And mm -hmm. um, I had an opportunity to uh, go into business with a partner, one of my first mentors ever, and okay. open like a human resource business. And okay. essentially what we sold was like uh, employee manuals. And then, you know, I would go in and I would like, I, I didn't have to leave the house much. It was like maybe four to eight hours a month at that point. My kids were, you know, um, well, my oldest two were a little bit older then. So I could just go for four hours and, you know, maybe my Meemaw would watch the kids or whatever. And I would go in and just kind of like check to make sure files were in order, that kind of a thing. 
And that made a lot of money. Um, but you know, I hated that work too. Like anything yeah. with like dotting your I's and crossing your T's. But something hit me um, that I loved marketing and selling the work. And that's the business I should have grown, right? Like mm -hmm. that's the business I should have grown and had other like driven women have a job that they could do on their own terms. Like that's when I should have grown, but I was young and passionate. And I just like, I had seen what I had done with the at-home secretary gig and with the HR gig. And I'm like, all right, I get it. I get it. I'll put my financial back against the wall. This is obviously not financial advice. Like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> God forbid somebody do this, but like- I just cut off all forms of income to my house to kind of put my back against the wall. So I'd create a coaching business. Right. Mm -hmm. And back then, like everybody was like, oh, well, what do you coach? Like what sport do you coach? Right. Sure. And, um, for a little bit, I, I think, I mean, I don't know, like a few months, I called myself like a, a life coach. Um, cause yeah. I was thinking I'd help women with like balance and priority or whatever. And, um, but because I'm an excellent marketer mm -hmm. and not a very good coach, I was like found out to be not a very good coach, pretty quickly, right? <laughs> and so, cause I'm like, wait a minute, we dealt with this last week. I told you to get rid of him. Like, are you serious? You know what I'm saying like, yeah. not a lot of patience on my part. And so uh, anyway, so then I was like, I'm the business marketer coach. Mm -hmm. And I've been doing that ever since. I, I mean, I had like maybe the life coaching stint maybe last like three or four months, um, my least successful venture to date. <laughs> and okay. uh, cause I sucked at it even worse than <laughs> And then I just started doing like the business and the copywriting yeah. and, um, and always like throughout all of these years, I was constantly like um, almost like just tweaking my business. Mm -hmm. right? So like, I don't like that. The next client, I won't include that. I'll include mm -hmm. more of that. You know what I'm saying? I was always tweaking yeah. because somewhere along the lines, I realized once I realized that first year, okay, oh. I can make money from home, right? Yep. Like, this is a good deal. After that, I started just, um, you know, trying to make it a custom build, like a custom fit. And mm -hmm. um, that's what I've been doing. And literally in like 2016, um, I stopped taking private clients and I just started growing the membership. And, yeah. um, you know, eventually I think in 20, 2017, there was no more private clients and it's just been the membership ever since where essentially mm -hmm. I get paid to write and speak. I just like carved out a gig based on like what I'm going to do anyway, money or not. I'm a writer. I'm an yeah. encourager, right? I'm a strategist. I'm going to do it. If you and I were in the post office and you were, I was like, oh, what's your business? And you're telling me like, I'm sketching something out. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I do. That's my story. Cool. So like now you feel like you're just living the dream, right? No, um, in, 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 in going through that too, is there, um, like, a, a an important lesson that you feel you learned or, or something that was like really hard for you as you were growing the thing you loved, right? Um, because I think what, what sometimes is important for everybody to remember is like, you can be, and I say this all the time, like I'm obsessed with what I do too. Like, I love it. And people have to like, remind me to stop working yeah. sometimes. Yeah. And, um, cause I just don't realize. And, but that doesn't mean that I 
don't have days that just straight up suck or like things that happen where I question myself. I question, you know, am I really, you know, the person to be doing this or worthy of, of X? And, um, and I know that in, even in our conversation, I'll share this actually with you guys. I'm almost positive it was you. And if it wasn't, forgive me, but it's a good story anyway. I was talking about, um, you know, this experience of having um, imposter syndrome and, and showing up to a conference where I felt like I didn't belong in. And, uh, and I believe I had asked you, you know, if you had dealt with that, because you've shared the stage with like some pretty impressive, intimidating people. Uh, and you were like, you know, what I know is that we each have to put pants on the same way, right? We're, we're all human and doing the same thing. And so that's nothing to be intimidated by. And that like stuck with me. And I'm like, you know what? That's right. And now I like, you know, I, I repeat that to myself and I'm like, yeah, and everybody poops, you know, like nobody is like, you know, um, extra human. It's just that we're at these different capacities. And so that number one was like huge. And, and for anybody listening, like remember that if you're in a scenario where you feel like you're not meant to be there, you're always meant to be there. And I think you've showed that um, in such a solid way. And, and as you built your company, Michelle, but, um, you know, I, I'd love to know if you've had those moments where, you know, you're like, wow, I can't believe that happened. And this is how I dealt with it. Yeah. So it was definitely me that we had that conversation. Okay, I, and <laughs> I recognize it because it's my mom's words, right? Like they put on their pants the same way you do one, one leg at a time, you know, yeah. like that's what I grew up hearing. <laughs> and so I'm really fortunate. Like I've never struggled with issues of worthiness or belonging. I was just raised to know that I'm worthy uh, <laughs> inherently um, and that I belong and that I'm cherished. Like I just, um, I'm, I know how fortunate I am. Yeah. I also know that that gives me a gift to like impart that to other women who weren't as, um, who, who questioned themselves more than like, I, I should probably question myself a little more than I do. <laughs> right. I I'm always going to bet on me. Right. Sometimes it's not a good bet. <laughs> But I'm always going to bet on me. And so, um, but I, I think that your point, like there are no superhumans, none, not the famous person you follow, not the billionaire next door. Like there's no superhumans. There's just regular humans, just like you and I, right? And so I feel like that's been one of the things that I've really embraced the most over the years. And so when I think about like the biggest lessons I've learned, it's really been to fully back myself, right? Yeah. Like to fully step in and back myself. And, um, and I'm big on like, I'm a smart woman intellectually. And the way that works against me <laughs> is that I can trick myself into some stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> I can talk my way, like into, you know, and usually it's like wise stuff. Like I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to push pause. It's not the right time. You know, my kids mm -hmm. are young or like whatever, right? Like there's sure. always like some wisdom to it. In reality, it's like, oh, Michelle, you're not backing yourself. Right. And so to me, I feel like when I started like a addressing it as an issue of integrity, right? I don't like to be out of integrity. And yeah. so when I started addressing me backing myself as an integrity issue, everything changed because it's like, I would set goals for myself. Yeah. And sometimes I would realize they really weren't my goals anyway. Like I just thought it was a cool goal or something. I didn't mean anything, mm -hmm. right? So it's like, do I have integrity with my goals? Number one, are they really mine? And then it's like, okay, if they are mine, if they're really meant to be for me, if I'm really like attached to them, then it, are my actions, is it obvious, right? If they were doing a reality show on me, A, it'd be like the most boring reality show 
ever. But <laughs> if they were like, could a watcher, could an onlooker tell what I was up to, what I valued, what I was pursuing? And if the answer is yes, there's no way I'm not hitting that goal. No way. But I found myself when, you know, growing this business, growing this like empire. And I think recently there was an article called it like a, a boring entrepreneurial empire, which is true, uh, you know, whatever, <laughs> but it's, and it's like the boss next door or something, yeah. but like, it's when I was growing that in the periods that felt like struggle, that felt like things weren't working or whatever, we live in a cause and effect world, right? So I have a goal. That's the effect I want. I got to be the cause. Mm -hmm. And whenever I found like struggle and angst, I could look and find an, an, an integrity issue between what I said I wanted and how I was backing it, how I was showing up. And so I feel like, you know, making it an integrity issue really changed everything for me. It's like, why say you want it if you're not willing to go after it, right? Like yeah. I'm content in a lot of areas in my life. And so I don't set goals there, you know? So <laughs> But when I set a goal, like I want to, I want to back myself. I, I, it's a commitment. Yeah, that's brilliant. I love that perspective and framing it that way uh, because excuses can be so sneaky and we're so good. I mean, I, I am too, of yes. like convincing myself. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Excuse. I have this like really good reason. And, and, you know, in, in that line, I've, I've, I've practiced saying like, is this a reason? Or are you willing to get the result? Like let's, you know, right. tap out here. And, um, but, it, but we're good at that when we're not, when we're not aware of maybe that, um, stepping back from what we're capable of achieving. Right. So that's right. That's like you I, I love that. You can have excuses or you can have results. Like the good That's news right. is you can have either. The bad news is you got to choose, right? Right, exactly. So what do you want? I mean, if you don't want results, that's fine, but own it, right? That's right. You um, can have your excuse. Yeah. You don't have to defend it to me. It's yours, you know? <laughs> exactly. But make sure that's congruent with what you're talking about. That's right. And, that's and where you want to be. And, uh, you know, because we do that all the time. And that's like, oh my goodness. If there was like one thing that was my... <laughs> Uh, like nails on a chalkboard is when people say they want something and their actions are the opposite of what they want and they're capable of getting it. And it's like, why are you doing this to yourself? And it is why? an issue of integrity. Yes, absolutely. Right? When, but when they, when they, when we, or they, yeah. us, when we figure out that it's an issue of integrity, the same as like lying to a friend or, yes. you know what I'm saying? Or lying to your market. A lot of people do, you know what I'm saying? But mm -hmm. like, it's like, when we frame it like that, most people are like going to get on board. Right. And I right. work with my members and um, the first and third Thursday of the month, it's one-on-one -on -one time. And that, you know, so they come in sometimes like rabid dogs defending their excuse. I'm like, girl, I ain't taking it. It's yours right. if you want it, right? Mm -hmm. You don't I have to defend that. it yeah. <laughs> It's yours. Right. However, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like on the other side of that is this, like, you know, so hold firm to that or let's, let's do this. And I think when you present it that way, I think that it starts, at least for me and for women like oh, yeah. us, right? Like mm -hmm. we're not liars. We're not going to go right. to market and pretend we're this and pretend we're that and, yeah. you know, whatever. And so we don't want to pretend ourselves. And so right. I, I don't know, it changed anything I want to change. I make an integrity issue, whether it's pricing, that. time, mm -hmm. like anything yeah. like that can come down to something. Yep. Integrity. yep. I love that. I'm going to use that now. It's so good, good because I... When I, I, I 
try to be, you know, as authentic as possible. But like, for me, it, you know, and integrity is the perfect word for it. I always just like thought of it as like honesty, but that's not it. It's, it is, it's pure integrity and, and making sure that, and one thing I question, question myself on is like, Nicole, are you walking the talk right now? Like, or are you teaching something that you're not practicing, you know, and, and that hit me cold water in the face when I had, you know, a circumstance happened to me about six years ago with my husband. And a lot of the struggles that I had is because like, I wasn't practicing a lot of the things that I was encouraging and, and pushing all my clients to do. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, wait a minute, you know, um, something needs to change here. Cause this doesn't feel good. Like this isn't cool. And now, and now moving forward, I don't care if it's ugly, it's real and it's going to happen and I'm going to own it, even if it sucks, you know, um, but at least it's mine and, That's right. and, and you can choose to change that. So so thank you. And, and, you know, and, and on that note, like, I, I feel like this is a perfect way to, to, to kind of segue into your zone of genius and, and tap into your brain. And, and, you know, you are helping women and, and ambitious women and women who really want to achieve and accomplish really great things. And, and sometimes we um, get intimidated by the, the feeling of having to use all of this social media. It's like all we see, all we do, all we hear about. And, um, and then also if, uh, you know, your clients are like my clients, they have this tendency to like overcomplicate the crap out of everything. And then by the time they're done complicating it, they've like done a lot of thinking and not a lot of doing. And so what, <laughs> right. What kind of, um, you know, advice do you have there or, or some insights? Because I, I feel like this is the one thing that, that you definitely shine on. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> shine on sucking at social media and succeeding anyway. Right. Like it's, the it's best. So funny because when you, um, when you look at like the, the planning, you know, and not the doing or the thinking and not the doing, you know, it's funny when people, and you know, once they've been in my little, you know, planet, wow, for a little while, they don't yeah. do this anymore, but sure. in, when they're new, they like come in. I'm like, Oh, what, like, tell me what you've done, you know, for the last, since we last talked. And it was like, you know, planning this, thinking about that, manifesting that. I'm like, huh, well, what would that look like if I were to see it? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's like, well, not a lot of action, you know, but right. anyway, so I love that. And I do, it's like a real mission of mine because if people say I got into business in like 1999, right. And mm -hmm. I know that sounds like my son who's 20, he calls it the 1900s, which I think <laughs> You know, and I'm like, holy crap, it is like the 19, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that's what they refer to it as, but so it's been a long time, but if you were to come into business in like, you know, 2015, 2016, and let's just say you wanted to be a virtual assistant, right. And all, so you want to help people with like, whatever, you know, organizing yeah. your files, making phone calls or, you know, whatever. And so if you are coming in in 2015, 2016, then all of it, you can't just go into business according to everything you read, right? Like you've got to set up your social media profiles and you got to get a following and you got to do this. Well, all these things like cost money and time, right? Like mm -hmm. they don't provide anything. You haven't offered anybody a service. And, you know, back in the 1900s, <laughs> <laughs> when I started, but also if you think back to like before the industrial revolution, Everybody worked in entrepreneurial, right? Like everybody did. 
They all did their own thing. What you maybe you put shoes on horses or maybe you wove whatever, right? But everybody had a skill. They traded it and sold mm-hmm. to other people. There weren't like jobs the way there are now. Most people were yeah. small business owners. And there was no welfare system. They succeeded on their own, right? Weird. And so now fast forward and like, there's all these coaches and all these industries and all these memberships and all these websites teaching you and they're complicating it. And now our failure rate is 80%. Are you kidding me? It's because of the complication, right? And so my thought is like, Forget that. I mean, if you want, I'm there on social media because it's like best practice. I do run (laughs) an international online company, but I don't depend on it. Like I'm never going to trust like Zuckerberg's benevolence towards me and having my stuff seen. I'm not going to trust that, right? Like that is silly. And I'm not going to like play the numbers game because it's too much time and effort. Like, okay, wait, I got to get a million followers. So 1% of those will buy from me. Are you kidding me? I'm going to go direct as I always have from the very beginning, like when I first started my business, my anything for money tour, I had a hit list. I had people that I was going to contact and I was going to say, Hey, here's what I'm doing. Can we meet on the phone and figure out if there's a way I can help you or your business or whatever. Right. That's what I did. And I would send out 10 letters by mail because not everybody used email back then, 10 letters a week, so I could follow up the following week and mail 10 more, right? And that's how I made $63,000. There's mm-hmm. this is in 1999. And when people are nowadays starting just mm-hmm. a small business, hoping to yeah. like get rid of their job, they're not making 60,000 in a year. And it's 20 years later because they're right. spending money and they're hustling yeah. towards goals that are not monetary, right? Mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like you can't deposit likes and engagement. Yeah. I mean, I tried, right? Like I called my car going, hey, would you take some likes? And they're like, nope, pay <laughs> cash, right? And so that's the way it works. And so you can always then use social media to leverage, to cre- yeah. uh, create ease of conversation and, and stuff like that. But first you've got to have something to leverage. You've got to get your mm-hmm. business solid and where you are, you know, making money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Not spending more than you make. Yeah, yeah. That, I love that. And, and I think what we forget Um, is that you actually have to put work in to make money. And it's, you know, there's all these entrepreneurs or, or I I don't want to call out the younger generation because it's, it's all generations, but I'll hear from, you know, a lot of clients and they've got like these big grandiose dreams, which are wonderful and they can absolutely achieve them. But what it's not overnight (laughs) and in social media, isn't the end all be all of all solutions. And into your very point, Michelle, which I think is so important to, to understand in a very serious measure is that you don't own that social media account. And so if you're depending on it for everything, what if Facebook gets rid of Facebook or Instagram goes, you know, Zuckerberg decides I don't like that anymore. And and your whole business model goes up in flames. And so you need to depend on you and your model and use that as to your point, leverage to get ahead quicker and make it work, but it can't be your model. Right. And like, there are people that I personally know and have worked with. Yeah. And I'm like, when I say this number, it feels like it makes me want to choke to say it right Like a million dollars a week in ad spend, right? Yeah. In ad spend. Mm-hmm. Now, some of those are getting on an email list, right? Sure. Surprisingly few. And all to drive traffic to different social media platforms, and they could shut you down 
for anything, anything at all. And it's like, if I were to go to a bank and say, I'd like to, you know, borrow money to build a house, they want me to own the land, right? Mm -hmm. They don't want me to build a house on land. They can't do that. And like, we're, but we're spending as much money or more to build these business houses on land that is so shaky and it's not owned by anyone we know or trust. And it's outlandish to me. And yeah. yet it's being presented as the only way to go. And there's so many other stages and pages to show up on, right? Yes. Yeah. Industry journals, association podcast. You've got, um, you know, your own email list. You've got this traditional media right? Like I, for years, I had my articles syndicated through biz women, which was like the, you know, yes, yes. Business journals. like it did so much for my brand far more than I could have done with like, you know, a shazzy email, you know, Instagram account or whatever, right? <laughs> because people trusted it. I had authority. Yeah. Yeah. We forget. And, and, you know, I, and I hope that, um, you know, people listening will remember this too. And if you're feeling stuck, like, Go back to the 1900s, right? Pick up the phone, actually do the work and make the connections. We don't leverage our connections enough. And yes, ask I've for it. This. Do you want that? Yeah. We can make the exchange. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah, saying? Right. Like, let's be clear, right? And and Absolutely. without all, all the lead up and um, and it's just and, and I have found too, you know, when I pick up the phone or go direct, right? It's a quicker conversion. It's a quicker conversion. You don't need six months showing up on Instagram, hoping that your dance does well to get somebody to be a client. Like, you know, um, and that's literally what it feels like sometimes, but, um, but yeah, like you, you know, you have so much to offer if you are a, a business and I know everybody listening is, is, is impact driven, a business of integrity. Like if you want to grow quicker, go direct and, and do those things and, and use those platforms as an accent as leverage, but, um, you know, and, and, and then you're sustainable and you're solid, you know, uh, it's huge, 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 huge. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah, absolutely. I love sharing that. I just want to, yeah. um, I feel like I'm like, you know, on a horse with like a, a flag, like <laughs> don't retreat, don't retreat. <laughs> Keep doing the basics, right? Because then you can, you can break six figures doing the, the basics, the very basics. Yeah. And then you can start to like, you know, make it fun and scale and tweak mm-hmm. it, do less of what you don't want and more of what you do and raise yeah. your and get better clients. Like, you know, and then you, you're breaking 400,000 a year and like, maybe you never thought you'd be there. And then we keep tweaking, right? It's like, it's right. fun. But I, mm-hmm. I love your point about they see like the highlight reel, right? Yeah. Yep. So like my son likes these um, YouTubers. And so he's like, I want to do that. And I was like, oh, awesome. And I said, and he's like, he'd be perfect. He's a great personality. He's gorgeous. Yeah. And I'm like, perfect. Like, what do you think goes into it? Right. Because they're like, yep. they, like, I don't even want to tell you they are because I'd be embarrassed. But like, they like, <laughs> you know, guzzle alcohol or whatever. And I, he's like, I'm like, look at all this stuff and start pointing out like, who's doing that? Who's doing that? Who's doing that? And it's like, it's a whole business. It looks like, but behind the scenes, it's a lot people miss it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and I think that is the thing is like the people who are like famous by means of TikTok or YouTube, like it is their life. They're doing that 24 seven all the time, creating the content and they do, they have a team and um, we never see what's under the surface ever, even, you know, and I'm sure you hear it all the time, Michelle, and, you know, and I do, it's like, oh, well, it's just easy for you because you're established. Like, 
bitch, let me tell you, you know, um, but, but no one, and, and that's why I try to talk about the, the scrappy parts of what happened yes. or the journey, because we all go through it, but you don't always see it at the surface and, um, you know, and, and gosh, is it enjoyable, but there, there really is so, so much work and, and the hours that go in and, yep. and then being willing to commit to that because we're also in this anti-hustle, um, self-love, um, movement, if you will, which is beautiful because, you know, we definitely need to make time for taking care of ourselves, but let's make sure the self-love is not an excuse either. Tough love is good too. Uh, but, but owning what, what the hours really do take sometimes in the beginning, you know, and, and when you're doing that so that you can free up, of course, more time, but, um, really owning in their seat. And you've probably witnessed this, Michelle, and I should be curious to hear about it is like, different seasons of business where, you know, and for me, I've been in business now a long time and, and I had, uh, um, in the startup phase, like nonstop, right. And I like working, so it doesn't feel that way for me. But then, you know, a few years ago, I was like, okay, you know what? I've got a lot of free time. I was doing what I want to do. And now, um, and it felt good. And now I'm in the season where I'm like all in, a ton of hours again. And it definitely feels like, okay, no, it's not sustainable, but I'm doing it because we're hitting this next inflection point. And, um, and so it's, here I am all in again. And, and again, I think that's something that like, not everybody recognizes is like, yep, we're, we're creating a business to own our schedule, but often depending on what you want, it can take that time, depending on the seasonality of business as well. And, and, and I, I think that's okay. I don't know if you agree for me, I, I believe it is. Sure, absolutely. I mean, I'm never going to um, give up what's most important to me Mm -hmm. for business. I've never been willing to do that. Like to me, I've never believed so much in like balance or anything like that. It's more like I'm going to live on according to my priority, my personal Mm -hmm. priorities at all times. And um, for me, business does fall behind um, a lot of other things. Um, You know, my husband, my kids, um, you know, my morning time, my morning routine. And that's been from the very beginning, right? Like mm-hmm. from the very beginning. But I feel like um, I 100% agree with you. Like right now I'm in an amped up part of my business. I've had a year of like deep grief. And um, and I just came out of that. I lost my brother a year ago on May 28th. And he's my only sibling. And like the, the grief is gut-wrenching. However, like on May 28th of 2023, I've hit a year and I've got a lifetime to go. I had to like shift my energy and. Um, because my business is my thing. Like, I love it. Right. Like I've really like poured myself into it and in a new and renewed energy. And there's nothing wrong with that. Right. Like, and I hate the anti-hustle brigade. Like, it's just so frustrating to me because there's so much effort and you can say like, oh, self-love is good. Perfect. But it's like self-love. If it leads me to lay on the couch all day and eat like Swiss cake rolls and because, and then do I feel like going for a jog? Nope. I don't, well, then I'm not going to go. Then it's like, you get this like gluttonous, like lifestyle and you're bored and miserable. And you're wondering why, like, and in my worldview, the way I grew up, at least, you know, work is noble. So people Mm -hmm. would say like, yes, you know, how do you get your kids to work? I'm like, well, it ain't multiple choice, right? Like they were (laughs) working, you know, in this family we work because work is noble. And honestly, like, and I know it sounds ignorant to the outside world. I totally get it. But like work solves a lot of problems. Like Mm -hmm. with my dad, if you're depressed, get a job. Yeah. Marriage is in trouble. Get a job. (laughs) 
<laughs> you know, everything is like work, work, work. Yeah. But it does solve some problems and you feel good. And only in what you, I love that word, that grittiness, only in that grittiness where the gears are still like, mm-hmm. only oh. there do you build muscles that mm-hmm. set you yes. apart. Yes. And you're not going to, you're mm-hmm. not going to build those muscles when everything is perfect. And so yeah. I love that the gritty parts of the business at, mm-hmm. at a certain level, like, you know, you have to create those for yourself, right? right. Like, yeah. My business is a very perfectly designed little machine. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I have to create stuff for myself, but I do, right? Yeah. So, like I'll start up, you know, a different, a, like kind of like a little different side thing. And yeah. it's just like, you, have, you might have to invent that for yourself, but we've got to keep challenging the muscles. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's part of like what propels me and gives yep. me purpose and, and meaning. And it is part of my personal mission too. And, and the impact that we're making, but yeah, I just can't imagine. And, and, um, and don't get me wrong. And, and to your point, like I, the hours that I work, like nothing comes before my sure. husband and, you know, in my morning routine, actually, everybody knows this. I even did a podcast that like, I will wake up at 2am if I have a 4am flight to have my same morning routine. Like, I don't care. But, but to me, that gives me the, that muscle and the energy that I need to get through sometimes all, all of that great stuff. Yeah. And, and, and I just see so often, um, people and, in in women, um, and I, I know 2020, uh, really, extrapolated a lot of this, but it's like, we're masking self-sabotage for self-love and in not giving ourselves or recognizing that we're worth the effort of doing something different. Um, and actually like getting to work, you know, and, and so many people are, you know, and I had a, a call with a girl not too long ago and she, she's, she really is um, brilliant in her own right. She's got Airbnbs and she's making great money, but it takes no time. And so she traveled the world and, you know, and, and I said, well, maybe you should look for a job if you're feeling, cause she's like, I'm feeling a little, like I have no energy and I'm depressed and I, I don't really have time to look for a job. And I go, girl, you're not working. You have nothing but time to look for a job. You're like, you know, traveling. And, and what it came down to is like, she lost, it sounded like the dream, right? That's what everybody yeah. wants to do. I want to go travel the world and see everything. And, and it, and instead of doing it in spurts, she did it in month long periods and she lost her sense of self, her sense of purpose. And, yep. um, and social media highlights the just travel the world and do nothing. But then like, what does that do to your mental health? If you stop building and learning and um, right. And it's, you know, like, just like, no, oh, I need that challenge. We need that, you know, the life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness, right? Yes. Like, we promise yes. life, liberty that. and happiness is the pursuit, right? Yeah. And it's the pursuit yeah. that is so critical um, for any of us, right? And that's why a lot of people will reach a certain level of success and start ha- struggling with depression or right. men, you know, they'll retire and then they die because, yes. you know what I'm saying? Because no. they are, they lost, they, they lose. And, you know, the extent of the self-love thing, I know this is unpopular, um, I guess, but like, there's the campaign, like beautiful at every size, beautiful at any Mm -hmm. size. And that's, I, I can go there and I can, and and you should be accepted at any size, but you can't be healthy at any size. Are you kidding? Yeah. That's a different thing. Right. And so the same thing with like money or business, you know what I'm saying? Like there's, you can be accepted at all different levels, but there's Mm -hmm. 
there's some truth to some of the basics, right? Yes. Like, by definition, your your business should be making you money, right? By the, <laughs> I never forget one time. Do I have time for just a quick story? Oh, of course. Yeah, please. I was, um, I was having, I had a live event in Atlanta. This would have been like 2009 or something like that, right? Yeah. And um, so I get this message from some uh, media rep that um, a certain um, real housewives um, <laughs> wanted to speak at my event, right? Mm -hmm. And I am like, I already had like Judge Judy speaking at the event. And yeah. I'm like running around, like I have arrived. You know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. a celebrity wants to speak at my event, you know? <laughs> so I am like pumped, you know? Yeah. And so, but I, I hold off, you know, and I make the appointment and I'm on the phone with her. And I, you know, so I'm all in on this whole thing, oh, right? Yeah. Like, whatever. So I say she has a fashion boutique. Okay. But you know, I teach how to make money, how to make it easier. Yeah. And how to, you know what I'm saying? Like, so I said, well, and she's uh, married to an NFL star. And I <laughs> said, oh, I said, so like, is your boutique profitable? You know, what do you mean? I said, oh, um, I said, well, <laughs> let me back up. <laughs> yeah. Like, does your business give you money? Or do yeah. you give your business money? I'm thinking, how else do I say this? And right. she said, oh, we're still putting money into it. It doesn't make any money. We've got to support it. And I'm like, well, what would you teach? Yeah. Like, how to marry an NFL star? Like, that's not a very sustainable business plan, you know. And limited supply. 800 people who are going to yeah. be there, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, there's not enough of them to go around, you know, right. Right. it was so funny because like the, you know, the, the basics weren't there. Right. right. Yeah. And, um, and a lot of the social media, you know, realm, I just had somebody tell me, it's, it's like funny how they, people are feeling in integrity, like right. with numbers when they're making them up, like, Oh, oh my God, I replaced yeah. my six figure income in four weeks with like a direct sales or something. Mm -hmm. I said, Oh, so you made six figures in four weeks. Like how many supplements right. did you sell? You know what I'm saying? Right. And it's like, well, no, you know, it's like, if everybody continues to purchase and if they all bring three people and if, 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 if you know, and I'm like, which is fine too. Yeah. It's all fine, but we just got to be more honest about it. Right. A hundred percent. Yeah. And I did not let her speak at my event, which took, thank you. <laughs> But you, you want to make sure that you're providing quality to the people you're showing up for, because then they're, you'll lose the respect, you know, and you would think um, you would, yeah, I see some people not losing respect, which makes me lose hope. It's questionable with some, I know some people just get so starstruck and, and we were actually just talking about this, um, for the next EO nerve conference. Right. And um, and they are talking about speakers to bring in and they had named all these big, huge names. And, and one of the women, uh, who's on the committee, she's a client of mine. And, and we, unfortunately, like, I love her so much. Like our client meetings always turn into like these four hour, like conversations and, and it turned into, um, like the biggest names that we've seen. And, and one of them was last year, horrible, the worst speaker, no one like could not, I just couldn't relate to anything he was saying or like extract the value. Like, yes, you're famous, you're showy, you've built a business, respect. I respect that. 
but what can you teach me? Cause I'm here listening to you for two hours. Like, and, and there was no takeaway. And, and so, you know, ultimately we were saying, you know, it's not about the name, but the delivery of the value and what everybody's sitting in that room is walking away with, because it doesn't really matter what the name is at the end of the day. If you have someone showing up and investing often like very, very precious, hard earned time and money, you want them to walk away with something that they can sink their teeth into. And we, we give celebrities nowadays, especially so much weight and credit. And, and some of it's absolutely earned and deserved. And, and some of it's not in, uh, in terms of just using celebrity to get those things. And it's, it's like this fake, um, this fake credit almost, you know, if you will. And, 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 and it's all over social media to your point and these coaches slinging numbers that make zero sense. And it's like, why do we believe this? I can't, you know, um, and, and it makes me wonder why like people aren't lined up at my door. Like, what am I, you know, why am I doing life wrong? I don't understand. Um, but, but that's to a degree, like kind of where, where we've come. And so I just, I went on this wild tangent and I'm not really sure why um, the squirrel, but, but I, I guess I'm saying it in short that I'm so glad that you made that decision because it's part of who you are and why your business is so successful. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. And can I just answer why people aren't at your door? Right. I'll use a political example because <laughs> it's fun. So like, um, and I'll go back to like when um, Obama and Hillary Clinton were fighting for the Democratic nomination, right? And I can talk about this because, you know, I am um, much more like the, um, I don't want the government in my business at all, right? I don't, sure, I, don't sure. I don't fall into any box, right? So um, if I did, it'd be more like libertarian, right? So I'm watching them. And the reason I, you know, I had to like write an article about them mm -hmm. um, for something. I got paid $800. I, I was so excited about it. But like, <laughs> so because it was just me writing, it was like 800 words or something. I was like, yeah, I'll do that for $800 sure. and publish and put everywhere. But anyway, so, but I, you know, Obama had, he had no real experience in corporate America or any, any mm -hmm. other thing. And he was young and yeah. um, Hillary was extremely, um, involved in her husband's presidency, right? Like, yeah. so she knew what it took. Like she yeah. knew it wasn't just like, hope you can believe in, we're going to do this. You know, she knew like how the gears, how slow the gears move. She yeah. knew what she had to do. Like, so regardless of where you fall on the political spectrum, like she lost because he was using this like battle cry hope you can believe in, change you can believe in, no yeah. answers, no detailed plan, like, you know what I'm saying, like, and so people gravitated to that, same as, like, what celebrities do now, and it's, like, yes. but we can learn from that, because I used to, like, belabor, I used to get, I'm getting my head, like, why aren't they not here, why they waste all that money over there, like, mm -hmm. cool. yeah. you know what I'm saying, like, and it's, like, we've got to take the same approach, we've got mm -hmm. to make our forward yeah. communication is in bite-sized pieces enough that they can yeah. hold without yeah. dishonoring ourselves and our experience, right? Mm -hmm. And the yeah. we are, the harder it is. Yeah, yeah, you're so right in, in breaking it down and keeping it simple yes. um, and relatable. Yeah, so so thank you. Um, and, and this was so great. I, I really appreciate your time, Michelle, and, and sharing your stories and your experiences. And is there anything that you want to leave our powerhouse family with today before we sign off? Yeah, so I just want to just um, share 
a quick little tidbit because I feel like it makes it means so much to me to share. So I started with that $50 investment. I've never had an inheritance. I've never gotten a loan for my business. I've never, you know, lived in my car because I lost my house. Like I've been very measured and, you know, raised a family and all of that. And I made it to six figures and then multiple and then seven figures. And then I blew that up and I started again. And now I'm back. And, um, and the thing is, like, if I can do it, like me with no connections, living in a small town, like even internet connectivity was a challenge for like until like five years ago. And, <laughs> you know, with three kids, which I homeschooled as an aside pre-COVID, <laughs> you know, back when it was super yeah. uncool to do so. And if I can do what I've done, like anyone can do whatever you think up in that mind of yours. Like literally yeah. all of my business has been, I think up something and then I like, you know, go and do it. And it's been an amazing journey, but I'm so average. And so if, if I can do it, anyone can do it literally. Thank you. I love that. And, and it's so true. And if I heard one word in that story, it's action, right? Yes. Taking action and just believing in you. And so thank you, Michelle, so much that that was could not thought of a better message myself to end this with. So thank you. I'm going to have all of Michelle's contact information, links in the show notes, the link to her woman that wow and the membership so that you guys can check that out. And until next time, powerhouses, continue being courageous. Thanks so much for listening to Becoming Powerhouse. You can find all of the links to our site and resources in the show notes. Let's connect on Instagram at powherhousemoney. And don't forget to subscribe to our newsletter at powerhousemoney.com. Remember, I want to connect with you. I want to hear your thoughts and help you with all the challenges you're having. So engage, send me a DM. And of course, if you're loving this podcast, let us know and go ahead and hit the subscribe button and leave a review.